Hey, what's up? Welcome back to the Ship Life TV podcast, the show that is dedicated to raising awareness of the opportunity of working on cruise ships and helping new and existing crew have an enjoyable experience. We're, uh, this is definitely an experience today. We're, we're somewhere a little different. Uh, normally, we are in either my studio or, um, <laughs> or, or my, uh, my living room, but today we're house-sitting taking care of the dogs, and uh, we're in the mountains. Oh, hey, what's up, Josh? Saying thanks for getting that video out, expecting it to take longer, organizing it ready. So, for those of you who, who weren't here last time, uh, Josh told me to hit up Riley Tench, and um, because he does lighting, and Josh does lighting, and he told me to ask him a couple questions, so on and so forth, and so I was able to get Riley, and little did I know that Riley, um, I've seen some of his videos before, and um, he's growing really fast. If you guys don't know Riley, definitely check out Riley. Riley Tench, T-E-N-C-H. Uh, I just put out a podcast with him yesterday. You should check that out. Um, it provides a little bit more insight into what he does and his thoughts than usual um, on his normal vlogs. So definitely check it out. Anyway, to today's episode, um, we're going over a couple different things. Um, the first one is going to be this interesting headline that I, that I saw 12,000 crew members still on cruise ships in U.S. waters months after COVID-19 pandemic shut cruising down. So I think that's an interesting article to go over. Another one is, um, Norwegian Cruise Line CEO is astonished that people are still booking cruises. Um, so if the CEO is astonished, then I don't know what to tell you. Uh, another really interesting one is that the CDC is inspecting and scoring cruise ships. And um, this this article is going to go over what those scores mean. So without further ado, let's jump into the video. So um, let's take a look at this one. 12,000 crew members still on ships. So Akash Duhun, a Celebrity Cruises member crew member from Mauritius, um, let's see, has not set foot on dry land since he was on a port, on a port call in New Zealand in early March, and he does not know when he'll stand on solid ground again. The more time passes by, and the more stressful it gets. Well, I believe that. And by late March, the celebrity solstice, uh, the ship that where Dukun was a stateroom attendant has been completely emptied of passengers. We know this already. He remained on the ship until he had other crew members and other crew members were transferred on Royal Caribbean's Voyager of the Seas where he has been since May. Wow. Let's, um, so Royal Caribbean looks like they're, they're, they still have a lot of people still on the ship. I talked about this with Riley not too long ago. Um, well, not too long ago, yesterday rather. So I talked about this um, with Riley that there are still people that are on the cruise ships right now um, and one of the reasons is because some of the countries they can't repatriate them for example South Africa and I suppose Mauritius is also one of those countries as well where um, they're not letting new crew members back so the these crew members are just kind of stuck on the cruise ships um, it's kind of like the terminal if you guys have ever seen that movie um, so they're just floating around um, the the other interesting thing is 
It's, uh, it's another thing that I talked about with Riley is that um, I, I think Royal Caribbean is not paying their people uh, full salaries, which makes sense. I mean, they're not doing all of their duties, so they're not going to get paid full salary. But I, I believe they're giving them um, some kind of, I don't know what you would call it, maybe a stipend or something of $400 a month. Um, I guess out of the kindness of their hearts. <laughs> but um, but yeah, they're getting 400 bucks a month plus um, free room and board and they have guest cabins. So uh, depending on how you look at it, it could be seen as a vacation, but I'm sure these people want to go home and see their family. So let's let's resume here. I've been on board almost 10 months. Well, that's that's pretty crazy. So I assume maybe what five months into his contract then quarantine hit and now he's been on board for about five months or something like that uh noting a number of fellow crew members have been on board the ships for over a year dukun who was who has worked for celebrity for five years arrived on the solstice november 8th and then was scheduled to leave the ship july 3rd instead he has been at sea for a month after his contract's expiration there's no telling where he'll, oh I, I see uh where he'll go when he'll go home so yeah he hit quarantine and then he was supposed to sign off on the 3rd of july and it's now the middle of august uh, his story isn't unique as of tuesday nearly five months after the coronavirus pandemic shut down the cruise industry more than 12,000 crew members remained on ships uh, in the u.s waters according to the u.s coast guard that's more that's down from more than 70,000 in may the Coast Guard is tracking 57 cruise ships moored at anchor or underway in the vicinity of U.S. port, of a U.S. port, or with potential to arrive in the U.S. port. Approximately 12,084 crew members. Wow. Brittany Panetta, Panetta, <laughs> uh, lieutenant commander and spokesperson for the U.S. Coast Guard, says. We do not know if these 53 crew members are considered essential. Well, what 53? I skipped that. <laughs> I guess that's kind of important. Um, Daily Jeeper, what's up, man? Oh, he says he was just signed off on Wednesday and was paid full salary while working. There are crew I know who requested to stay on board even with no, with no work or, or pay. Oh, that's interesting. So I didn't even know you could do that. Well, that makes sense for you, though, Jeeper, because you like regardless you still need security on the ship so you still have a uh you know an essential duty um someone like riley who's lighting there since there are no events happening on the ship then he pretty much doesn't have a duty on the ship i would assume it would be the same for like musicians or somebody who does fnb for guests so um yeah if if you have any uh, anything you want to add to that let me know but I didn't know that you could actually <clears throat> request to stay on board with no work or pay because um, I mean when you think about it you're kind of still using the resources of the ship um, but I don't know free cruising duty <laughs> David Russell says duty duty that's funny Coast Guard says that number the says says that number includes estimated 209 Americans who are spread out amongst 37 of the ships, but the CDC and prevention, oh, 
uh, Centers for Disease Control Prevention said as of Wednesday that the agency know 53 crew members on 22 cruise ships in U.S. waters. Despite the discrepancy in numbers, it's unclear how many of those members are actually stuck versus working. That's, yeah, that would be a good thing to know. Let's see. We don't know if these 53 crew members are considered essential for the safety and seaworthiness of the ship and needed to remain on board if they are or if they are working <clears throat> with the cruise lines to be repatriated. So I guess uh, Jeeper, you would you would be one of those people where you just got signed off. So in terms of numbers, it, it's kind of difficult because if they don't if if they can't tell who's on the ship because they're just stuck because the country won't let them back in, or if they actually need to be on the ship, then it's one of those things where it's like, oh my goodness, there are so many people who are stuck on the cruise ships right now. There are a lot, don't get me wrong, but um, I think they're trying to get the numbers straight. So with this headline, right, 12,000 crew members still on cruise ships, uh, I don't know if, if it's, I, well, I don't think it's actually 12,000 crew actually stuck on the ships. Um, I don't know what the actual number is uh, of the ones who can't be repatriated right now, but there are still essential crew on the ships um, making the ship, uh, keeping it running, I should say. So, um, let's see. <clears throat> Cruise ships always require at least minimum manning for upkeep and to maintain basic onboard operations, though the number needed to keep things running varies by ship and is determined by the ship's flag country, McDonald says. So that's also a good thing to know. Um, as far as disembarking U.S. crew members who aren't needed, McDonald said it's the responsibility of the cruise lines which must, com which must complete response plans and meet certain criteria to determine whether new crew members can use commercial or non-commercial transportation. Cruise Industry Trade Group, Cruise Lines International Association tracks the crew members differently than the Coast Guard, estimating how many around the world are actually trying to get home. The group represents 95% of ocean-going cruise lines. Interesting. So they're trying to track it, but they track it differently than the Coast Guard, so there's, they're, they're trying to uh, figure out the discrepancy between the two. So, uh, again, 12,000 crew, uh, U.S. crew, are still, are still on the cruise ships. They're trying to figure out who's stuck and who's just working. Our best estimate of the number of seafarers on cruise ships still awaiting repatriation is approximately 5,000. So, what is that, about like 45%? Um, based on a survey of our major cruise line members, Barry Golan Blaugrund, Senior Director of Strategic Communications for CLIA, told USA Today on Thursday, but unlike the, U unlike the Coast Guard, I'm, by the way, I haven't had my full coffee. I'm like struggling to get through this article. Bear with me. Three more cups and I'm going to be flying. So anyway. Let's try to get through this article. <laughs> um, Clea is estimating specifically the number of people who need to be repatriated to home countries. This group doesn't have an estimate number of American crew members aboard ships who are still trying to get home, but believes that there are very few underscoring the challenge. Blah, 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 blah. Let's see. 
Um, some crew members face repatriation challenges. All right, this is, this, is, this is where it starts to get interesting. Since the cruise industry came to a screeching halt on March 14th with CLIA's voluntary sailing suspension and the CDC's no-sail order, uh, both of which have been extended multiple times. I've mentioned that um, in several, um, uh, several live streams. I feel like every other week the uh, the CDC keeps pushing it back. Um, the as far as I know, right now the CDC has pushed it back to November first. Uh, let me actually see if I can pull that up. Um, CDC, where are you? July twenty third. Um, no sale order. I don't see anything of it right now. Nope. Interesting. Okay. Well, I'll have to get back to you guys on that, but let's continue with this one. And Jeeper saying it's a clickbait, uh, clickbait headline, at least with Royal, they're starting to rotate crew, uh, working crew off as well. So even with a central crew can get a break. Yeah. Now that that makes a lot of sense, Jeeper. And um, as I'm reading this, it's definitely a clickbait headline. But at least we we learn it together. <laughs> so um, the repatriation challenges. The spokesperson. Let's see. Da, 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 da. There are a lot of countries you would normally uh, you would normally take air transportation or might find yourself going home, going from home port to home country for ground transportation before the border started to be closed and crew members couldn't access normal routes. Even when cruise lines brought crew members directly to their ships, countries via ship, there were issues. For example, in the Philippines, ship ships took the crew themselves into Manila Bay. He said, even then they were not able to expeditiously, that's a word of the day, expeditiously, from the not able to get expeditiously from the ship to their home country. The industry had faced challenges early on trying to repatriate crew members in the U.S. too, particularly due to the CDC's stiff requirements for crews' use of commercial air travel. So uh, there's a fair amount of stuff here left. I, I think we've already um, talked about uh, whether or not it's people who are working on the ship and repatriation but let's also talk about this here i, I just um i just saw this sub headline are crew members getting paid yukun hasn't worked for more than a month but he isn't without pay we are being paid 400 dollars per month which is less than our usual salary but we it's better than nothing considering that we're not working and we're just waiting for repatriation cool so that again that goes over um, what I talked about with, with Riley is that he was just waiting to go back home. So he got that 400 bucks a month. However, if you go back to another video I did with Daniel and he was, uh, quarantined, uh, quarantined on carnival, he was saying that he was doing minimum duty, but he was still getting his full pay while he was quarantined for three months. So he was enjoying his full pay, working a little bit, but mostly enjoying his time. And, uh, yeah, pretty much enjoying the life of a mu musician. <laughs> all right, let's see. Uh, but not all crew members have, have a financial cushion. In fact, some crew members who work for Bahama Paradise Cruise Lines have filed a lawsuit against their employer. 
Michael Winkleman, Miami-based attorney who filed the suit, told USA Today that the cruise line hasn't paid crew members who have had no other option than to remain on the ship, which they see as equivalent of forced labor. USA Today has reached out to Bahamas Cruise Line for, uh, for a comment. It's shocking that a company thought this was acceptable, Winkleman said. I think similar issues are happening across the industry with crew members stuck on ships for nearly five months now. So um, just as a little aside to that, I, I'm curious to know what you guys are thinking in terms of the, the I want to use air quotes because, um, I mean, I, I got to read this article because I don't know if it's actually forced labor or whether or not they feel like it's forced labor. Um, because if they are doing their duties on the ship and they're not getting paid, that's obviously forced labor. But if they're on the ship and they're just enjoying the life of being on a cruise ship, and I say enjoying very loosely, um, hey. Hey, babe. <laughs> Come to interrupt. Hey, everybody. So here's my wife. But um, what I want to say is that if you're on the cruise ship and uh, you're not doing any of your duties... And you can't go home, not because the cruise ship is not letting you, but because of CDC or because of, you know, uh, these country regulations. It's not really the cruise ship's fault. So, I don't know. I'm going to throw it to you guys and see what you think. What, what are some of your thoughts on it? On what? Um, well, so if you got crew members who are stuck on a cruise ship because the country won't let them repatriate, mm -hmm. right? For example, there are still people in... Uh, South Africa who can't go home mm -hmm. uh, because the country won't let them back in yet for fear that they're going to let COVID-19 spread rampant among yeah. the, the country. But they're not doing their duties on the ship because there's nothing to do, and they, so the ship won't pay them. But Is that are fair? They, are they still under contract, though? Well, they're not... They, they're, I mean, I are, mean are, are they still, like... Uh, they're still like under I guess that's another question because yeah, if, if they're if still you're... under a contract mm -hmm. then they still have to get paid because it's not their fault right but you what know? if okay but so if I get that if it, the contract ends and they, they still can get repatriated mm -hmm. then I guess whatever they receive will be helpful you know what I mean? Yeah, because... Jack D is saying it's not forced labor, but it's not a vacation. That's a good way of putting it. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. And yeah. I, I wholeheartedly agree with that. Um, yeah, it definitely, it's not going to be vacation because, I mean, you're, Sorry. you're stuck. Um, and no matter how you look at it, you know, after a while, it gets old and you want to go home. But you mm -hmm. can't. So, there. Um, so, I mean, but, but yeah, after a while... If your contract is up, let's say you are supposed to, like this guy in the example of the article, if he was supposed to go home on July 3rd, but he was, you know, is that he couldn't go home. So he was in limbo mm -hmm. for a little over a month. Then, then what? Then he just... Uh, is to... the ship obligated to pay him? Well, the por si, I mean, the ship, the ship already doesn't pay vacation. You know, so if your vacation, if your contract already ended and you get stuck on, on that ship, uh, on the ship because of the quarantine and the countries are being very careful, then 
It sounds yeah. like you're saying the answer is no, they're not obligated. Yeah, they're not. Right. Uh, just be grateful they're not throwing you on a, <laughs> on a port somewhere. Well, here's where we can her. drop you off. We're yeah. going gonna to drop you off in this port where they're allowing people and you find your way back home. Oh, yeah. No, of course they wouldn't do that. And I think it's, I think it's actually pretty cool that um, Royal Caribbean is giving $400 a month to non-essential crew who are stuck. Yeah. You know, and I think that's where the um, uh, the lawsuit is coming from. I think I think a lot of it has to do with the expectations and the communication from the ship to the crew. Um, I'm pretty sure the ones who had a lot of trouble would be the United States crew. Well, yeah, well, that's what that's what they're talking about right now. But anyway, I haven't read that article. I can bring that one up later. But let's move on because. This is an interesting conversation. If you guys want to leave your thoughts in the chat or uh, in the comment section down below, we'll start a conversation. Uh, I thought this one was pretty interesting. Norwegian Cruise Line CEO is astonished that people are still booking cruises. <laughs> so again, if the CEO is is astonished, you know that's that's there's something to be said there because. Um, so the CEO is basically expecting that people are not going to be booking cruises, but they are. So, let's see, the top line here, this is from Forbes.com. After Norwegian Cruise Line reported dismal second quarter earnings with revenue plunging 99% from a year ago, CEO Frank Del Rio said that he was astonished that people are still booking cruises while also expressing, uh, while also expressing optimism in the company has enough liquidity to weather a prolonged period of no sailing. So they're down 100% from a year ago, um, which is, I guess, compared to last year. I mean, well, how would that work? If you're down 100%, that means you're going from whatever you were a year ago, minus 100%. So they're, well, that means they're making no money. <laughs> Does somebody want to clarify that for me? Um, I'm, I'm not a mathematician here. We ain't scientists. Um, but yeah. Uh, expressing optimism, the company has enough liquidity to weather a prolonged period of sailing. Uh, I think this is where the whole sailing, uh, uh, selling the ships comes uh, mm. comes in. Because if you're trying to weather the storm and you need cash flow, selling the ships off, you know, here, take this ship. We're not even using it. Here, take like 12. We don't need them. Um, and we'll take, I don't know, I think what was it, like $100 million per ship or something like that. So... I wonder who's buying a billion dollars. I wonder who's buying them from the scrap scrap yards. Um, uh, Middle Eastern investors. <laughs> I, don't. I don't know. Private companies. Bill Gates. Bill Gates. Everything. <laughs> My, is you're gonna see Microsoft cruise ships sailing around Silicon be Valley. You know what it's going to be? It's gonna, he's, uh, they're going to, Facebook, Google, they're all going to start working on cruise ships to get away from the, they're, they're, they'll put everybody, uh, they'll quarantine everybody, put them on a ship, a tech ship. How cool would that be? That would be very cool. Oh, that would be kind of interesting. And Mac, babe, a Mac Apple, ship. Apple, an Apple ship. And oh, that would be like crazy. A white, very slick ship. Or brushed aluminum. Uh, like the like the like the space gray, all space gray, Apple ship, with a little Apple logo. The iShip. And then, the iShip. 
and he's just an eye and then a ship. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it only takes USB-C, so sorry, guys. Uh, the Nor Norwegian on Thursday reported a net loss of $715 million in the second quarter, with revenue plunging to less than $17 million, down from $1.7 billion a year ago. Since its last earnings report, I guess that, that's the explanation I was looking for. So there you go. They lost a lot of money. Since the last earnings report, the company has extended its suspension of voyages three times, mostly, uh, most recently doing so earlier this week until last November, along with other major port, major cruise operators in the Cruise Lines Official, Cruise Lines International Association. Still can't read yet. Bear with me. Um, I'm learning. With the latest delay... That means cruise line operators like Norwegian Royal, uh, Royal Caribbean Cruise Lines and Carnival will not set sail for over six months, resulting in massive financial losses. Despite Norwegian reporting a monthly cash burn rate of around $160 million amid the corona pandemic, coronavirus pandemic, uh, Frank Del Rio admitted the, la the latest earnings call he was astonished how well bookings are coming in, dip, given the fact that the industry is suspended. So, so that's uh, so that's interesting to me because if if bookings are still coming in, they're still receiving some money, assuming that people are paying ahead of time. Mm -hmm. I've never actually purchased a cruise, so I don't really know how that works. But I'm assuming it's like anything else. It's like a, a, a airline. Mm -hmm. You would just buy your tickets and then you show up. Yeah. Right? So if I'm trying to hop on a cruise for like March of 2021, number one, it's probably going to be s super discounted. Yeah. And number two, I'm paying now. Mm-hmm. And there's probably some kind of travel insurance involved with it just in case things get pushed back. We should do it. Well, we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to get stuck. And I don't like paying for insurance. So um, we, can, we can, for the end of 2021... Or maybe just... Uh, Jeepers saying Tesla ship. That would be cool. And I feel like... Oh, shoot. Sorry, you guys are getting like crazy flair. Didn't even realize that. Pretty. There we go. All right. Um, that's the sun. Mr. Golden Sun. Um, yeah, Tesla ship. All yeah. electric powered ship. Could you, you imagine that? With solar panels on the top? Or there are. All electric? Oh, no, no. I guess not, huh? And then it looks like it, it looks like a big Tesla. Mm -hmm. That would be cool. Yeah, I would love to work on one of those ships. You you would be obsessed. I would be. I'm already obsessed with Tesla. <laughs> Let's see. While Norwegians' earnings uh, numbers are bleak, Del Rio was optimistic that the cruise industry's very loyal customer base would translate to a lot of pent-up demand, as the company has already reported 1.2 billion dollars in advance ticket sales as of June 30th. Wow. 1.2 billion dollars in advanced ticket sales. So, I, I like that. A lot of pent-up demand. So, I, I I can definitely see that once once things open up again, everyone's going to be like, I'm getting the f out of here. I'm hopping yeah. on a cruise ship and I'm sailing around for 2 weeks. Yeah. I mean, cuz you can't do anything right now. I'm pretty sure they're going to have like new standards and stuff like that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. 
Uh, let's see, what's more, Norwegian raised a total of $1.5 billion in July to bolster liquidity and cover financial losses, which we believe positions us to withstand a scenario of prolonged voyage suspensions. So $1.5 billion, right now, I believe it said they're spending about $160 million, so that's, if everything went, didn't go well, so that's almost 10 months, 9 months of just nothing mm -hmm. so they could get through it um but we'll see crucial quote it says if you had told me that we were going to be facing this set of circumstances and your question is frank would you be taking any bookings i would have laughed at you i'll say of course not who would book it's crazy del rio said in response to a question about forward bookings on thursday but people are booking uh people are confident that we're going to come back. People do want to cruise. They miss it. And so this is temporary. The question is, how temporary is temporary? So this kind of leads into why investors are still uh, very optimistic and very positive about the cruise line industry. Mm -hmm. And um, uh, we're not financial analysts, but this is interesting to think about when it comes to cruise line stocks because they're incredibly low right now. Uh, I was just looking at them this morning. Do you think that, well, maybe I just don't understand how stocks work in general, but if they are booking and they're having like overflow of bookings and stuff like that, mm -hmm. wouldn't the stock come up? Well, or it, it, it kind of depends. I mean, like, he's not saying that they're getting as much as they used to or that they were getting as much as they, more than they used to. He's just saying it's more than he thought. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. So maybe he thought it was going to be, you know, a hundred hundred million dollars, and he ended up getting a hundred and fifty million dollars. I mean, well, it said I think it was one point two billion or something like that. Yeah, one, one, yeah right there. One, of Norwegian's one point two billion dollars in advance ticket sales, eight hundred thousand of it comes from future cruise credits, which customers received instead of refunds. And oh, interesting. Well, okay, that isn't. Wait, what? 800,000 of it comes from future cruise credits, which means only 400,000 of it, 400,000 of the 1.2 billion advanced ticket sales are new sales. 800,000 uh. of it, 75% of that 1.2 billion is coming from credits instead of refunds for canceled cruises. Okay. So, oh, then that. Yeah, that doesn't even mean anything. Yeah. That's. <laughs> If you guys are learning, um, then let, let let us know what's going. Let, oh, oh, we're getting glare again. This the well, sun the is sun moving is this way. Anyway, we're gonna we're gonna keep moving here. Pretty sure they they couldn't see that. Yeah, sorry guys. Anyway, um, do you, do you no, it's fine. They just couldn't see us. But Jack D is saying, I think since Norwegian owns Pride of America. They're first in line for bailouts from the government uh, ahead of Royal and Carnival. Um, yeah, well, I believe Royal Caribbean is also a, uh, at least I, I think maybe one of their headquarters are in Miami. I believe they're an American-owned ship. It's just that a lot of their ships are actually um, registered in Malta. Mm -hmm. So that's where the difference is. Um, we talked about this in a previous episode where it's yeah. like some of these cruise lines in terms of bailouts... Um, it's it's a it's a tricky situation. They can't really get bailouts because if the government was to give Royal Caribbean a billion dollar bailout, but they're giving them to a company that has ships that are registered in 
a different country that may not look right. Mm -hmm. So, um, something to think about. Yeah, it sucks for them. Yeah. Uh, let's see, what to watch for. It says, despite the company's optimism it, that it can weather a no-revenue environment amid the pandemic, Norwegian did admit that the coronavirus has, has had a significant impact on its financial position. If the temporary suspension of sailing is further extended beyond October 31st, okay, there we go, October 31st, um, that, that would likely lead to a further negative impact. Oh, really? <laughs> Norwegian said in its earnings release, it will take some time for business to get back to normal. Okay, we, we get it. Key background, while cruise stocks have rebounded somewhat since their March lows amid optimism about reopening the economy, shares of Norwegian Royal and Carnival are still down 60 to 75% this year. All three major operators have reported record financial losses. Yeah, we know this already. Yeah. So, when is this article? Uh, this article was posted, it's, this one, I know this one's new, August 7th at oh, 1. just a few days. Yeah, Wait, two days ago. Yeah, okay. What so, day is today? Today is the 9th. Yay. <laughs> so let's wait real quick let's take a look at oh we're getting the glare oh my goodness the sun is moving so fast we should move the table huh um yeah you're right give us one second hang on we're gonna move move this table so that you can see our stupid faces uh your stupid face. my stupid face her lovely face okay ready one two three wait this is so uh, okay that's good that's good my phone okay <laughs> Nah. You're good. Okay. Hey, we're back. All right. Uh. All right. Um, oh, that's right. I was going to go over uh, the stock prices. So let's see. Uh, Norwegian is at $14 today. One month ago, they were sitting around $15.60. Three months ago, at their peak, they were around $22. And a year ago, they were around. They were hovering around, just below sixty dollars at their peak. So, oh, wow. um, yeah, fourteen dollars today. All of them were crew members investing in it. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. Uh, Carnival sitting around fourteen dollars again uh, a week ago. A week ago they were actually lower. So they've come up like five percent in the last week. Carnival though at their peak um, a month ago. They were sitting at uh, around seventeen fifty. Oh, what's up, Miko? <laughs> like, whose stupid face? My stupid face. Yes, face. Um, and then three months ago, at their peak, they were sitting around $25. And then lastly, Royal right now is sitting around $52. A week ago, um, they've actually come up 10% in the last week. So that's interesting. I feel like it's still... Like, you would think that it would be, like worth so much you know like I thought before oh sorry I thought that before we saw the stocks for Royal or like any other cruise ships like I thought it was like like almost like Netflix uh-huh but then it's like mingy fifty dollars yeah and like well there's a lot that goes into the pricing of it as well so I don't know but anyway um, three months ago, Royal Caribbean was sitting around $75, and then a year ago, at their peak, they were sitting around 132 So, uh, yeah, it's still kind of 
if you guys are looking to invest your money into stocks, this article is essentially saying, well, the CEO of Norwegian is saying that he expects it to go to go up. You know, there are still people who are buying future cruises, but keep in mind that they're reporting that $1.2 billion is going in, it is, is future sales, but only 400,000 of it is actually new purchased sales. Mm -hmm. So maybe that's why um, the stocks have gone up like 10% or what was it? Was it 10% in the last week? Yeah, almost. Royal Caribbean up 9% over the last week. Maybe it's because of the future sales. Who knows? Um, let's check out this last article I wanted to share with you guys. This one I found very interesting, at least from the headline. Um, so the CDC inspects and scores cruise ships. Here's what those scores mean. So let's see. Let's, um, okay. Sounds like a pageant. What is the vessel? Oh, you know what? I thought that said sensation. It's a sanitation. <laughs> the the vessel sensation program. Ooh. <laughs> um, You're funny. The main goal of the vessel sanitation program is to help the cruise industry prevent and control the intra introduction, transmission, and spread of gastrointestinal illnesses such as norovirus. Okay, that's pretty standard. The program operates within the CDC, again, Center for Disease Control, and is under the authority of the Public Health Service Act. Uh, the cruise ships under the VSP, the, the cruise ships under VSP jurisdiction are those that have foreign itinerary with U.S. ports and carry 13 or more passengers. That's like every cruise ship almost. Cruise ships are given a score with a maximum of 100. 85 and below is considered a failing score. Okay. VSP's purpose is to train cruise ship employees on health, public health practices. It also provides health education and reliable and current public health information to a larger audience, including the cruise ship industry, the traveling public, public health officials, state and local health authorities, and the media, according to the CDC website. So let's take a look at some of these inspection categories. Uh, Miko's also saying, which article can we see? Um, can, are you able to, you guys have seen the articles, right? Um, it's not just our faces. <laughs> Let me know. Um, okay, so major areas VSP inspects on the ship. Medical facilities, so what, and then what inspectors are looking at. Documentation for gastrointestinal illnesses. I'll make this bigger for you guys so you can read it. So, and so I can read it too. Uh, documentation for gastrointestinal intestinal illness, surveillance, and medical logs. Okay. Potable water systems. So they're looking at procedures from water source to storage until use, water distribution, protection, and any cross connections in the, in the disinfection process. This is why they don't allow you to use your own personal water bottles mm -hmm. at any of the... Um, uh, water fountains. The water fountains or even the spigots in yeah. the, um, uh, at the buffets or anything like that. If they catch you, that's a, it's a banana. Big banana. Banana for you. I got caught twice. I almost got caught. Also, you got to wash your hands. You can't go into the mess without washing your hands. Washy, washy. Washy, washy. I wish we could play that, that, that song. We can. Wash I'll, your I'll, hands. Uh, I'll, I'll, play the, I'll play the wash your hands song at the end. I'll find it on, on YouTube um, and get mon uh, demonetized, but it's fine. <laughs> it's, it's not like we're 
<laughs> yeah. Losing yeah, I'm, I'm losing my five cents on this video. <laughs> <laughs> Swimming pools You're and funny. whirlpool spas. Filtration. So they inspect filtration, disinfection, general maintenance, and, and safety. Galleys and dining rooms. So they check food protection during sourcing, provisioning, storage, preparation, and service, employee health and personal hygiene, and facility equipment maintenance and dishwashing. Okay, so they check all that stuff. Child activity centers. That's a big one. Is children are just like walking germs, one large germ. Properly equipped diaper changing stations, toilets, and hand washing stations, facility disinfection, infection control for ill children. Good. Hotel accommodations. So the the rooms and stuff. Uh, routine cleaning sequences and infection control procedures during outbreaks of gastrointestinal illness including the use of appropriate disinfectants and outbreak policies, ventilation systems, so they check system maintenance and cleaning, and common areas of the ship. Uh, so they integrated pest management strategies, general cleanliness, and maintenance. So those are all the places they check and mm -hmm. what they check there. So, let's see. How often are cruise ships evaluated? Check the chat real quick. Yeah, we're good. Okay. Um, the inspections are periodical and unannounced. Ooh, they're like secret shoppers Not with quite, with the goal of inspecting operational sanitation under the program cruise ships are inspected two times a year oh is that all it kind of feels huh. oh yeah I, I guess it's like in the big crossing one when we come to our, um well after the crossing i guess so because they, they, they have that deep that, cleaning yeah oh they always make that huge of a deal and every every everything has to be spotless. You have to know all those questions, which is like eighty questions. For for sanitation? No, or that's no. immigration. Yeah, that's. I I feel like they do it at the same time. Probably. Like. I think it depends on the ship, though. But yeah, it, it, it it's a pretty big deal. Um, let's see, CDC notes that if a ship sails outside of the U.S. for an extended period, it may not be inspected twice a year, but it will be inspected again once it returns to the U.S. There you go. You okay. pay attention. All right, <laughs> all right. So I guess you're right about some things. Some things. Everything. <laughs> okay, so it says, who got the best scores? Uh, in the past two years, here are the cruise ships that received the maximum score of 100 and their date of inspection. Oh, this is this is great. Okay, mm -hmm. so Aurora Aurora from PNO, uh, September 24th, 2018, they received a maximum score of 100. That's great. The Carnival Valor, um, in February 24th of 2020, Celebrity Reflection. Yay. Um, December 9th of 2019, Disney Dream, 2019, Disney Wonder, in 2000, end of 2019, the, the New Amsterdam, uh, Holland America Line, uh, what is that, June 17th of 2019. These are all fairly recent, with the exception of these 2018 ones, but that's still, that's not bad. Norwegian Sky, Rhapsody of the Seas of Royal Caribbean, Ruby Princess, Sea Princess, Seaborn Quest. Viking, three years in a row. Well, those, those are all different ships, though. Still. Right, so the sea... I only... I... Yeah. But yeah, I mean, that's that's great that they have three ships that won the... that earned a maximum score. Um, let's see. Worst cruise ship scores. Okay, this is... I feel like this is even more interesting. Oh, we got some uh, some stuff here. Mark, 
Mark Hunter, what's up, man? Um, yeah, in the process of making more. Bing bong. Um, and Raymar, hey guys, viewing from the Philippines. Mabuhay. Am I saying that right? Is that right? I'm a terrible Filipino. <laughs> uh, worst cruise ship scores. So let's do this. World Odyssey, 89. Mm. Wait, these are bad? I thought... Oh, wait. It says, remember that 85 and below is failing. Okay, got it. So these... These are the worst, but they still technically passed. Technically. They wouldn't, yeah, they're, they're not going to put anybody who doesn't pass. So anyway, World Odyssey on CMI Ship Management received a score of 89. MS Grand Classica from Bahamas Paradise Cruise Line received an 88. I don't know. And these are all from 2009 and 2020, so it's weird within the last, like, year and a half. Yeah, it's weird to me to see the 89, 88 being as a worst. Because I was like, if I if I only got like a 70 in my exams in high school, I was super happy. <laughs> but it doesn't work that way. I know, but it's still, I'm just saying. I, I, I just, I kind of feel like, well, why would you, why would you put it on a scale of 100 to 85? Right. If, if anything below 85 is not passing, why don't you just make it 1 to 15? <laughs> you know, and then anything below is like, yeah, you didn't get any points. Mm -hmm. So anyway, Oceana Serena. Uh, score at 88. Um, oh, it's and it's it's all uh, numerical order here. Uh, Seven Seas Mariners 88. Victory One of Victory One Partners, uh, Kaidon. Ferries del Caribe, Queen Victoria of Cunard, National Geographic Sea Lion of Lindblad Expeditions 86. And then basically the worst one is Norwegian Epic of Norwegian. Oh, scored that was an 86 <laughs> an 86 uh, and this and, and they scored this it wasn't a long time ago it was February 6th of this year so <laughs> somehow it doesn't surprise me yeah but it's a good good uh, good ship everybody's nice but you know it's, it's so, a bit yeah I mean I've never been on Norwegian but for you guys who m may be looking at Norwegian or you're thinking about going on Norwegian this doesn't it's not the whole company. It's just that ship itself received the lowest score you could get um, by the CDC's requirements. Yeah. So just take take that into consideration. Also, it's not like there there's gonna be trash everywhere. It's gonna be yeah, just trash. germs it's, and stuff. It's fine. <laughs> yeah, I'm just saying. Like it's never well, mind. I mean, 85 means it it failed. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't know what that 86 score means, but hopefully in the last, what, six months, they've stepped up their game? Well, I think they have to. Uh, I think they have to. <laughs> the bottom line, nobody wants to spend the majority of their vacation doubled over in a room while everyone else experiences a once in a, experiences once-in-a-lifetime excursions. Not only is it a waste of time and money, but it could be dangerous for your health. This is very, very true. You know, if you're going to spend like a thousand, two, three thousand dollars, you'd want to know that you're not going to get sick on this two week cruise, mm -hmm. wasting mm -hmm. your money and whatever while everybody's having the time of their lives. Mm -hmm. I've done that before. I mean, that's like drinking way too much before the party even starts. Oh, getting mm. sick on the ship is not good. Yeah, getting sick on the ship is not good. I think I got sick twice once. Different ships. Yeah. And they quarantined me for three days. First day was awesome because I just, well, not awesome because I was still sick. And then, you know, you can't, you just bored out of your mind. I've gotten sick, sick on the ship before. Um, uh, but most times I try not to 
show it. So, and here's the other thing is that you're going to have a lot of crew that don't want to go to medical for various reasons. And then they mm. also don't want to be quarantined. So they're going to be sick, but hide it. So I was one of those people, but, and, and I recognize that's not cool. And I would say if you guys are thinking about doing that or if you're on cruise ships and like, just relax, just stay in your cabin or go to medical because you put everybody else at risk. Yeah. So anyway, um, yeah, it says here, check out recent VSP scores uh, for your cruise ship. Uh, for the cruise ship you plan to board, these scores allow you to cruise in peace so you can take the trip of your dreams without the fear of being racked with an illness. So anyway, again, Norwegian epic, Norwegian epic, Norwegian epic. Um, as of this year, it received the worst score. So, yeah, that pretty much sums up what I wanted to go over today. Um, we didn't have very many questions in the chat. I guess uh, we're answering a lot of your questions already. But if you have any questions, uh, you can hit us up on Instagram, ShipLifeTV, that way, um, at ShipLifeTV, and uh, ask me anything that you want. So, uh, again, welcome uh, well, it's not welcome. Thank you for watching Ship Life yeah. TV, the show that's dedicated to raising awareness of the opportunity of working on cruise ships and helping new and existing crew have an enjoyable experience. Um, I've been your host, Jordan. She's also been your host for the second half. Pavlova. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, anyway, if you like the video, hit that like button. It helps more than you know. And um, according to my analytics, about half of you who are watching these videos are not subscribed. Just hit that subscribe button. I'm trying to make better videos for you guys. Um, anyway, we'll see you in the next video. Love you, yeah. bye. Hopefully, we sign a petition. Are you, you close it already? No, we're, okay. you, just, you just started. So hopefully, yeah. let's do a petition uh -huh. where Tesla can make a ship. And okay. then we can all go and work there. That'd be okay. cool. And then we can all meet each other. That would be so awesome. Elon Musk will be the captain. 